Yeah, Elle, untuck your balls and do that movie. Mr. They movie must fight to survive. <laughs> I, I'm used to my Dakota Fanning voice. In the city, you must fight to survive. He's on tortillas on the corner, and the mob wanted in. Right, right, right. What's that dude's name? That comedian's name? Pablo Francisco. Yeah, Pablo Francisco. <laughs> in a world, in a world where Jimmy Bone Bone seems to think that an Adam Sandler movie is a movie about video games, pixels, we are gonna have a podcast. No, like this is me like watching. Okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't live this life. Um, welcome to We Like Watching, a podcast where we discuss all things movies, acting, Ben Affleck, you know, short and long list. I am here today with Evie. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. It's been a long week not recording with you guys. Uh, Jimmy Bone Bone, how you doing? I'm great. You can cut me up all you want about Adam Sandler. I would okay. not mistake him if he came to my IHOP. Is that that's that's a reference for this week? Very good, Jimmy. I'm yes. proud of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I, someone else, oh, yeah. oh, someone he went to an IHOP, and someone he literally didn't know who he was. Basically, <laughs> hmm. the hostess couldn't sit him, and he got frustrated and left. And everyone talked about the fact that this woman didn't recognize Adam Sandler in an IHOP. So, uh, why does he deserve to be sat over other people, hardworking Americans that are ready to pay Adam money Sandler. and eat it? Because he made the, because he made the ridiculous six. I don't I don't know. Right, but what about? Oh, Nay, well, that's Nay, a bad movie. I yeah, love that. That's a bad movie. On that note, Kevin, would you recognize Adam Sandler in an IHOP? I, you know, I, I think I would. Because the sweatpants usually tend to give it away, and the, the kind of mm. weird egg shape of his head, and the mm. whole lovable sense of kind of not giving a shit, which I really appreciate about Adam Sandler. But I'm really excited about this episode of the podcast because I'm ready to test everybody's might. Hint, hint. Okay, awesome. You literally just described my college choir professor with the sweatpants and the egg shaped head, so I'm a little distracted right now. And then finally, we have Hufflepuff. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm out here chilling. You know what I'm saying? Doing big mm-hmm. things. Ready yeah, to get it cracking that. on this podcast. Right. Exactly. So let's get mm-hmm. it. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. Um, so in order for us to get it before we get started um, to prepare myself for today, because, you know, I'm just such a video game connoisseur. Um, I took a look at Googling video game movies and Google provides a short list of like 23. You want to guess how many L has seen? Two. One. Three. Zero. Zero. Yes! Yeah. So, um, this should be interesting and telltale for me, although I would love to talk Wreck-It Ralph in the second half. So, I am all ears to start if you want to get us started, um, Hufflepuff, about... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, a lot of the impetus for this episode was the release of the Mortal Kombat movie on HBO Max and in theaters. Was it last Friday? I believe it was last Friday. Mm-hmm. Correct. We talked about doing this episode last weekend, so it would have come out the early last week, but we had other plans, so we ended up doing the Mortal Kombat slash video game movies episode, a larger episode this week. I know Kevin... And Evie shared some initial thoughts about the movie with me, and they were interesting. Uh, I watched the movie, and I have similar thoughts, although we may differ in a few places, and I don't know how everybody else feels about the movie. Do we need to set a stage 
for Mortal Kombat. So I guess uh, Mortal Kombat. Please, please. Yeah, yeah. So this was a game that came out. Uh, I'm not. Don't like email us and get upset. This is off of memory. Um, so I get the game came out around '93-ish. Am I right? '93-ish. Right? Yes. It was. It started off with the arcades and eventually moved over to home consoles. Yeah, yeah. I had the first game for Sega Genesis. Uh, it was one of two games that I had because my mom wouldn't buy me video games. Uh, and I had, I literally, I had Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and Mortal Kombat 1 for like five years. And that was all. Dude, those are the only two games that you needed. Uh, it's not. For Sega? It, I guess. I don't know. It's real frustrating when other people have games. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 came out uh, and I got that for Super Nintendo. But this was like way after the fact. And that was the big one that everybody got into. They introduced more characters. Also, right around this time, the Mortal Kombat movie came out. The movie uh, was like 95, 94, guys? 95. 95? Um, yes, okay. 95. Uh, the movie was acceptable for a 90s action film. It had Lyndon Ashby. It had some other people. Was there anyone else famous in it? Uh, it had uh, Michael Lambert. Christopher uh, Lambert. Nelson or not? not what, no. What oh, sorry. Uh, it's Christopher Brigitte. Lambert. Oh, uh, is it Lambert or Lambert? It's Lambert. Uh, that's weird. Um, and did it have Brigitte Nielsen in it? No, uh, Bridget Wilson. Bridget uh, Wilson. Sorry. Oh, I, as, I was completely screwing that name up. Sonia Blade. Yeah, that would make um, even weirder. Um, and then the uh, the the main character, um, who Liu Kang. I forget what the actor's name was, but he was briefly kind of a big deal because uh, he also showed up in Beverly Hills Ninja later on. Sure, sure. Um, sure. And a couple of other films, but I'm, I'm, I, his name is escaping me at the moment. Sure. So all you kids that are under the age of 21, uh, this would be analogous to... So Mortal Kombat 2 is somewhat analogous to like Fortnite, although Fortnite isn't as cool as it was. But imagine if they had released a Fortnite movie around 2019... That's just kind of what we're dealing with, like the level of involvement for for the youths, right? It, it, you weren't cool if you didn't have Mortal Kombat 2 and if you didn't know all of the characters and it was just one of those things, right? So just imagine that. There was can we talk bully. about the, the controversy around it too? Oh, let's talk about um, it. Specifically with the video games because at the time, the video games were considered to be some of the most violent uh, pieces of content that anyone could see out there that wasn't a movie. Um, and I remember specifically also the fact, for, for all of you youngins out there, the original Mortal Kombat games were a little different from a lot of other video games in the sense that they had digitized pictures of actual humans. So in order, when you were playing, you could actually see like a moving kind of characterized version of someone that actually had pictures taken of them and everything else. And so that made it a little more realistic. And then in the arcade, you actually had blood and fatalities and everything else. It's kind of the hallmarks of Mortal Kombat. Um, funny I enough, I still get uh, goosebumps when I hear "finish him." Right, exactly, right, right. exactly. <laughs> funny enough, when when Hufflepuff was talking about the, having the Genesis Round version, the Genesis version had a code that specifically you could get blood in, whereas the Super Nintendo version did not have a blood code. Correct, and that was a big, big deal. And that's actually, from what I understand or I've just read, is that the Genesis version sold a lot more because of the fact that you had the blood code available in the Genesis version and not in the Super Nintendo version. Right. So, I, I, Hufflepuff, I don't know if, if you guys or anybody else would agree, like, when the Mortal Kombat first movie came out, do you think it kind of lived up to that 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 vibe, that feeling of violence and it everything else? It didn't. Um, it was okay. I think if, you're, you, if you were our age and you were watching the movie, you thought it was a good movie. 
because it had action, the acting was acceptable, the story was acceptable, and it had a cool song, right? So, so, so the, if the you, song is the most famous part of that movie. Yeah, Agreed. yeah, yeah. So if you're in the what grade was I in? Fourth grade, third or fourth grade? Like, is there anything uh, cooler? I think we were in second grade. Were when we in second grade? Second well, grade. well, no, 95 is when the game came out, so we were in like fourth grade. No, we were third grade. So 90, 92, I, 90, I started first grade in 92. 93 was second grade. 94 was third grade. So, yeah, fourth grade. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, this game took over for Street Fighter 2, which was a monster. Uh, for all you youngins, uh, Street Fighter 2 would be analogous to, I don't even know, uh, it was like the game uh, for for our generation, um, which, and which also had its it own was, uh, movie starring it was the uh, game. It, right. Van Damme. It was the game, but then when Mortal Kombat came out, it crushed all of that and wiped all of that away. So I'm trying to stress to you, young people, right now, this is a delicate franchise, um, and so if you don't know much about it, that's fair because they haven't been doing it justice as of late in the last 20 years or so. <clears throat> but this is a very this this franchise has weight. And it's very important that they, they do their due diligence and that they treat it respectfully. And I guess that's the, the groundwork that I'm trying to lay out here. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. What makes, and maybe you guys did your research on this, but why was this movie created this year? Like, why, why was it, like, it seems like I haven't heard a lot about Mortal Kombat is because they know that millennials would flock to it because it was part of our childhood or what, what do you think it is that made them decide to do this? Um, I, I think there's a couple of answers there because uh, if we, if we want to rewind just a tad in terms of timing and everything else, there was actually a time where uh, there was a brief, I believe it was a web series from Mortal Kombat. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, I think at one point it might've had Michael Jai White and a few other people involved. Um, but it was like kind of one of those things that in the last probably five or six years, uh, Mortal Kombat has, has picked up again. It started off with Mortal Kombat 9, which I think came out in 2012, 2013 maybe, uh, which you know kind of revived the franchise. Before that, there was a bunch of games that weren't that really you know well-known and everything else, but th that game suddenly took off, and it was actually partially because of the storyline in the game. The storyline was actually kind of fan fan interesting and everything else. Mortal Kombat lore is very weird. It's all usually told in the old games, as Hufflepuff and crew may remember it was all mostly told in these like little like uh screen grabs in the beginning with like a little bit of text and it would talk about the 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 the, the relationship between scorpion and sub-zero and how their clans their mm. ninja clans like clash with each other and the, the issues that they had and so that wasn't really like that well dealt out with but then by the time you got to the 2010s you had more lore going on and I think with this one, if I'm being really honest, I think part of it had to do with the idea that they'd been kicking around kind of this idea of bringing back another movie. And it wasn't until they started signing on certain people, specifically one of the actors we can talk about later on in the movie, Joe Taslam, that people started to understand that this was kind of going to be a bigger deal. But we'll talk about him a little bit later. I My personal belief is that we're in the era now where a lot of franchises franchises are revived franchises and somebody was in a room some some studio people were in a room and they're like what franchise can we revive that we won't get flack about it so like if they did a Fortnite movie people would be like oh you're just trying to capitalize on Fortnite." or if they did a call of duty movie you're just trying to capitalize on call of duty or apex or whatever so they're like what's a franchise 
that is far enough in the past that hipsters would be okay with it. Um, but that's big enough that it would create nostalgia. Oh, Mortal Kombat, and that's what they what that's what ended up happening. At least that's yeah. I think it. I think on the non cynical side of that, I think there has been a push by you know Asian American and Asian actors to have more representation in film. Um, you know, and that's been increasing over the last probably five to ten years. Um, I also think that. When like Marvel, Mulan being, like Mulan being remade and stuff like that. Well, right, 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 and which is valid and fair, and I completely support it. Um, I think what pushed Mortal Kombat to be like to actually hit the ground running was back when they uh, Marvel um, announced Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, and because I, I that I think was announced that they were going to start working on it before. Mortal Kombat started production, like the original original post back in, I don't know, it was like 2011, something like that. And that was right around the time the web series that Kevin was talking about was out, which when you look at the lineup of those actors, that's I'm surprised that that didn't like have more uh what do you call it more hubbub about it? Like you got Casper yeah. Van Dien, you've got um Michael J. White, which you said, Kevin, and then you also have Jerry Ryan, who was seven of nine in Star Trek, playing Sonya Blade. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, if she were, if she was Sonya Blade in this new movie, I uh, it would have been amazing. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, I was but surprised anyway. too. I remember like watching the web series myself and thinking, "Wow, this is really good." But I think the problem was that it just didn't have enough push behind it. And you, like I said, there wasn't yeah. a lot of hubbub, but there was still those people who, like me and you who were very excited about the concept and who were like, oh, okay, well, they're bringing this back and they're going to do it, you know, with these people. Because I'm, I'm a huge Michael Jai White fan. I could talk about Michael Jai White for much longer than any human probably should. So I was very excited about that. But then it kind of just waned off. A fellow kickboxer, right? I mean, he's mixed martial arts, but, like, he does kickboxing as well uh, he has i believe five different black belts and five different martial arts including yeah. taekwondo kickboxing uh i think maybe hapkido i'm not sure but still he has quite a few uh belts he's in also different arts. In a feature in some of tyler perry movies right 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 um so before we get started talking about the movie seriously about mortal kombat their latest release seriously i Upon watching the film, I noticed a number of ridiculous things. Outside of a death scene, for the people that have seen the movie, what's the most ridiculous thing that you saw in the Mortal Kombat movie? Uh, I would say Louis Tan trying to act. Wow. That's that's fair. I did have a list of ridiculous things that I was expected to believe in the movie, and Louis Tan, like, believing that he's supposed to be an actor was one of those things, so... We're on the same page there. You know, you know what's that? I'm, I'm, I'm joking partially, but like the thing is, is that I've seen him previously. So I think part of what also inspired this movie was a show called Woo Assassins, is on Netflix, and it features uh, some guys that have worked with Joe Taslim and also Louis Tan. Um, and and I, I have my problems with this movie, and part of it is the role that Louis Tan has in the movie, but it was just. I don't know. That was low hanging fruit on my end. So sure, sure. he's handsome. Yeah, that, very handsome. He's very handsome. He's very good looking. He is. Yeah. He was in um, Into the Badlands, and in that he plays uh, 
a much um, darker, broken character, and he does an um, I thought an amazing job in that because he has more he has more character mm-hmm. like background to chew on, yeah. whereas I felt like Cole Young. He was he was the kind of boring lead man that nobody is nobody's favorite because he doesn't he's his character isn't interesting enough mm-hmm. or or existent. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no. he is now. <laughs> well, no, so so in Wu Assassins, he's actually pretty good in that too. He plays this kind of side character who runs like a um, like a chop shop and has like his whole criminal background, but he's like the good-hearted criminal kind of guy. And he's actually he's good in Wu Assassins, so. Mm-hmm. This movie, though, I just it, he fell flat for me. Anybody yeah, else? Yeah. What uh, oh. what's something ridiculous outside of a death so scene? Bef- wait, wait. Yeah. Before we move forward anymore, let's just so right now, if you are waiting to watch, maybe stop the podcast and pick yeah. it up after you've watched the movie because we're getting yeah. We're we, about we, we, to should, get we should time stamp. We should I, yeah. We should timestamp yeah, this. I can't hold you. It, there are no spoilers with this movie. Like. Uh, like I mean, just there, <laughs> is, there might be story elements. Just okay. come on. Okay. Yeah. All right, Evie, c- continue. Uh, ridiculous thing that you noticed in the movie. Um, I think the th- the most ridiculous things that I noticed from the movie were wooden acting choices. Mm-hmm. I think. I think, uh, and that's that's really the only thing that the only real problem I had with the movie was. The like the gentleman who played um, Shang Tsung, he was trying to like have this gravitas about him, but he ended up coming off a little boring and right. not as um, sassy and right. gay coded as the old Shang 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 Chun. Right. No, Shang Sun. Yeah, right. And um, and that goes along with everything from like the. The girl that played Mylena, I thought she was a fun choice. I thought her character design was awesome. Um, however, you know, if you're going to be that sort of villain, I'm going to need you to be, like, not goofy, but I need you to go for the gold, right? Sure. Like, I need you to be, like, Ursula the Sea Witch level of badness. And Mylena is super mouthy in every single game. And in this, she had, like, two lines and no facial expressions, no affect, nothing. Pause. Can we talk about Melina? Uh, so for the straight gentleman amongst us, uh, she was take her mouth out of the equation. She was a baddie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's 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 part of her whole her whole shtick. Like right. in the games as well, she's a baddie. But, but like once the moment the moment she what? yeah the <laughs> moment she uncovers her mouth, like that's the whole point. Is she's supposed to be this like enticing figure that once you get right. too close she stings like a scorpion right yeah. yeah well she yeah. so originally she was so she was a clone um and she was a mixture of um uh katana, katana and who's the guy that rules outworld uh, shao khan shao khan and a little bit of baraka dna mm-hmm. whatever his race is called and so yeah. that's why she ended up coming out with the crazy mouth yeah, and can- in the beginning, she wore her mask all the time, and she wore a purple outfit instead of Katana's blue, and she pretended to be Katana to lure Liu Kang back into Outworld and try to assassinate him. Um, so, like, in the beginning, she was supposed to be, right? Like, you thought she was a good person, and then it's like, oh, wait, this isn't Katana. This is this crazy lady that could right. bite your head off. So, yeah. for, for the straight men amongst us, I have another question. So, say you're in the club. Straight men? 
straight men amongst us. Is that not what I okay. said? Okay. Sure. Uh, say you're in the club and you're single and you see Melina. She has she has a mask on. Would you talk to her? No. <laughs> you wouldn't talk to her? Is it because she's black or Asian? No, I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, actually, I... I'm not gonna say what I was just about to say. I gotta, I gotta start doing a filter on my mouth. Is it? Is it because she might smell like you know blood, blood and fish? Probably right. Uh, I mean, she's Asian. I got a little Asian persuasion, so I'd probably go up to her. Wow! And talk to her, but, wow! Uh, Jimmy Bumbo coming out with the facts. Uh, okay. <laughs> so why wouldn't you, Jimmy? I'm 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 real interested now. She has a mask on. I don't know where. I haven't seen her full face. Oh, see, we all do. Thinking, see, Jimmy, you're so smart. You're you're like seven steps ahead of all of us. You don't know what her mouth looks like. You don't know if she's got blood all over her face because she just got done eating people. You don't know what could have happened, right? Exactly. Right, right. Which is what she could have like some bad teeth or something. Right, 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 right. You don't know. So it's not just Melina. It would be any girl at the club, like right now, because of pan. Pandy times. times, right? But it's pandy exactly. times, so like, <laughs> right? Times. We don't know, right? Everybody's got pandy a mask on. Again, I probably wouldn't sleep with her unless I saw her full face. Good question, but, but yeah, right. I'm but, not a complete douchebag, right? I mean, by the by the time you got to the point where sleeping together was like a question on the table, she probably yeah. would have killed you. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hufflepuff. I just realized another thing that kind of bothered me about this as I was listening to Evie talk. Um, one thing that kind of stuck out with me in terms of the Mortal Kombat movie, it was weird to me the level of mixing they had. And this is just from a person who's a, a pure fan of the, the original Mortal Kombat games. How many characters they kind of had from, like, the second game in this movie, but how many they were missing from the first game as well? I'm telling you, because the second game was, was where it's at. The second game well, is where... Yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, that's the thing. is like, in the original Mortal Kombat movie, they only really had, like, one character that wasn't originally featured in the original... Like video game. It's because their and ear so wasn't to the streets. It wasn't. But, yeah, but it's no. I think the game was also brand new, so that one was kind of not a, as as a big thing. And all the other characters were more established. I'll tell like, you. And and this one, like when they brand so they have Melina in there, who I don't even know if it's really a character. Is she, is she in the second game or is she in the third game? She's in the um, second game. Yeah. Okay, because I know I know Katana's in the second game, but I never remember if it's Katana and Melina in the second yeah. game. But then you also have Kung Lao, who wasn't in the first game. You know, it just oh. Jax wasn't really in the first game either. Like it was just a lot of those characters that like didn't really show up until the second or third games. I, and now, just for me as like someone who was a fan, I was like, that's weird because I also felt that they were missing one of the most important characters that I thought would be very relevant. But instead, I mean, someone else kind of took over his role, and that was uh, Johnny Cage. Right, right, right. I'm telling you guys, stick with Hufflepuff, man. My ear stays to the streets. The pulse of the streets. I got it. Second game. That's where it's at. That's what it was is popping. That, is that street. how you check a pulse with your ear? Right, right. I can't put. I literally go outside and put my ear on the ground in the middle of the street, and that's like how I know what's going on. Um, <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, the most ridiculous thing that I feel like the movie expected me to believe is that Sonya Blade is a white woman who lives in a trailer in Gary, Indiana. I don't believe it. Uh, th- no. Okay. So obviously you it. haven't spent enough time a- as a Hoosier. 
I can attest, uh, like, most black people outside of Indiana think that only black people live in Gary. I've and been to Gary before. Not the case. Uh, yeah, correct. I've been, you, Gary, I've been to Gary before. It's uh, uh, a person that I went to school with in elementary is from Gary. And it's okay. like, I've been to Chicago more times than I can count. It's okay. on the way to Chicago. Uh, okay. Sonya Blade. Right, Gary. Michael Jackson's from Gary. Sonya Blade is a white woman who lives in... Not a white woman from Gary. A white woman who lives in a trailer in Gary, Indiana. But, but she's also ex-military and sort of in hiding. So, yeah. like Gary, that, yeah. That she, she did, she did kind of have a bomb-ass basement underneath with a whole base situation. Exactly. So. Like, and there are, and there are, are white-ass, white-trash, white-rich, white-all-kinds of people in Gary, Indiana. So you're telling me if I do something really bad, run away to Indiana? Yes. Gary, Indiana. Nobody's going to come looking for you there. Nobody's going to come looking for you in Gary. That is correct. I'll meet you there, Jimmy. I'll meet you there, buddy. <laughs> um, so of, of amongst the people that have seen the movie, just quick take. What was So did you like the movie? Did you not like it? What, what were your thoughts on the movie? Quick thoughts. I have one word for the movie. Okay. Sub-Zero. He was... I fucking... I, fucking, I love Sub-Zero. I don't yeah. care... What they do with the characters? Whatever. It's hyphenated, isn't it? <laughs> I if don't it's hyphenated, know. it's one word. I'm like, scared. I'm just, I don't know I'm what to scared. do. I'm scared. You can do whatever with that character, and I will still think that that is, that is my favorite fucking character. Right. Like, the act, the, the when actors I play that the video played... game, When I played the video game, though, like I called dibs on Sub-Zero. Sure, sure. <laughs> Everyone does. Right. He was also kind of hot. Yeah, oh. Joe, Joe Taslam is yes. is yeah. hot. Yeah. Can can we can we talk for a moment about Joe Taslam? Because sure, sure. I love Joe Taslam. I've only seen him in like three things, but every time he's ever been in a movie, I've just appreciated him because not only is he a badass and everything, but he just has this very distinctive look. And you know, from from a curiously straight man, I would say he's he's rather hot. It's and it's it's very fascinating to me. He's such an interesting guy and the few things that he's shown up in so far and i'm really looking forward to seeing more of what he has but jimmy you're absolutely right dude like sub-zero in this movie kicked a lot of ass i, I really really enjoyed him um what's cool about that is the part where he's like, amazing noob cybot oh totally like if they ever got to that i was like oh yeah. oh great casting i would be down for that <laughs> the part where he literally grabs the dude's arms and he just starts freezing him it's like oh yeah, so that, that cool. was a very cool visual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Which, uh, apparently, all of the moves like that, all of those finisher type moves, are all from a game in the thirteen game, like from somewhere mm -hmm. in the thirteen games. Sure. Which I really appreciated. Yeah. I really appreciated that too, and and I know Hufflepuff, you want to talk about something very specific with that later on. Yeah, but um, with that said, I I really love the action. I mean, that was it, the, those parts were a lot of fun. Um, as we already said, the, the acting, not great, Bob, not great. Um, but the one person that stuck out the most probably was Kano, which I was very fascinated by because yep. in, in the game, he's, he's such a one note character. I mean, even he in is, the original yeah. Mortal Kombat movie, he was very much a one note character. Did you miss me, baby? Like that was, that was pretty much his entire character arc was that. And then getting his yeah. neck broken by Bridget Wilson. But like he was so entertaining, and also the the actor that plays him, I believe his name is Josh Lawson, um, yeah. is weirdly also a he plays a pharmacist in the show Superstore, and for whatever reason, seeing him transitioning from this this also Nathan Fillion in Superstore to 
Australian blood man with laser eye in, in Mortal Kombat was was very funny and, and fascinating to me. But I think he I heard he had to go to the hospital after this movie finished wrapping from carrying the entire film on his back. I'm sleeping. <laughs> he, he did. I 100% agree with you on that. Uh, and when we get in depth here, we can kiki about that because I have I agree with. Well, you. We're already in depth, Very so strongly. Well, well, let's. So okay, so so really quick yeah. though, since we're talking about good acting though, I I would agree. Like the the scenes with Joe Taslam and Hiroyuki Sonata, who plays Scorpion, aka Hanzo Hasashi. Um, yes. Scorpions, the whole like because it is. So Scorpion's clan, the Sh- Shirai Ryu, um, are Japanese, and then Sub Zero's clan, the Lin Kuei, are Chinese. So there was this whole like, and I thought they did a really good job of that in the movie. Like it's yeah, kind of like right. showing the different like, um, like the the made up cultures of it though. Right, right. I thought they right. they absolutely killed it in every scene they were yeah, in i i would have loved it if they had just made that the movie was was the the, the clash between those two clans and, and i thought like, they were in the beginning and then i it, thought they were too oh. i thought that that was that was the whole point of everything and i was like oh dude i'm excited because they're actually going to go through the weird cluttered history of these two clans and because like and, and for those who don't know in the mortal Kombat games there's like six different sub-zeros yeah. um there's also like i think two or three different scorpions it's just because yeah, like it's a title yeah, it's, it's more of a title than anything else. In fact, at one point, there's actually a game that has Sub-Zero and the apprentice of Sub-Zero yep. and, like, the niece of Sub-Zero and the god's daughter's grandfather's best friend's son, Sub-Zero. So, like, you ain't lying. It's, it's ridiculous, but I love it. But other than Kano, the other actor that I thought I loved in every scene that he was in, and I also love this character, um, it was the Max Wong. He played Kung Lao. I love Kung Lao in the games. I think he's he's he always makes me laugh. He's interesting. Um, he and Liu Kang, he's like the the mouthy, like um, more impetuous version of Liu Kang. And I just always loved it. And I thought the guy that did it in this movie. I mean, I feel like he should have had more scenes, but yeah, I, I didn't hate him. Sure, sure. It, it, it's so funny because when I was I was having brunch the day after I saw the movie with a couple of friends and and one of the guys who I was sitting with was just like oh yeah I really, I really no his, his girlfriend was like oh I really like the uh, the guy with the metal sombrero and he's mm. like oh right and I was like no 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 it's Kung Lao nope. and he's like no and so we like actually got into an argument and I had to pull out my phone and I just, he just looked at me he's like he's like how do you know all this I'm like I'm a huge nerd just just right, back we grew up, up okay. playing it wow. en- oh, enjoy these- enjoy your Bellini leave me alone were these people like because you're a god that's how you know it he was 26 oh uh, Jimmy oh He's 26, and his ear is definitely not to the streets. Not um, to the streets. Not like Hufflepuff. <laughs> right, right. right. That, be, that is your catchphrase. Like, I mean, tell me, tell me ears my... to the streets. Right, tell me yeah, my I'm ears. Right. Keeping his ear to the streets since yeah. 1986. Right, basically. I'm telling you, man. I, um, so, okay, what specifically didn't you guys like about the movie? Uh, the, okay, so here's here's my biggest qualm that I have with a lot of these movies is that uh, Cole Young, why? Pourquoi? I, I don't I don't understand the need to add characters to some of these films. Especially because when when a lot of times you have a video game franchise, which again, well we're gonna talk about a lot more of that in a, in a little bit. Yeah. But like when you have these video game franchises, you have a swath of characters. 
that you, you talked about the mortal the original mortal Kombat movie and i know that that movie's not good but i love i have a hell of a time with that movie it's a fun movie for me mm-hmm. and one of the things i appreciated about that is that in the original games they kind of set up Liu kang as not necessarily the main character but one of the main characters in in the original Mortal Kombat movie, they followed him and Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage. They followed essentially the heroes of Earthrealm along with like Raiden, like guiding them. And in this movie, you suddenly have Cole Young. And I'm just like, pourquoi? Like, why do, why do we need this guy who, spoiler alert to everybody, his arcana, which I was fascinated by the whole concept of arcanas, but his arcana is I have a metal chest and metal tonfas, which are the, the, the nightstick things that, that, you know, police officers use that that grow out of his arms. Like he he has those all of a sudden. It's like, what was the purpose? What was what was the need of him? You have all these other characters. They could be the leads. What happened? Why? I I the one thing I liked about his character though, um, and it wasn't his character. It was more of a story element. So his like metal armor that appears, his magic armor and his tomfas, they are supposed to represent his great 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 grandmother in the basket like the weave in the basket because that's what protected her as a baby i i love that tie-in like because the armor looks like a woven basket right like the i I love that i hated the rest of his character i 100 percent agree with you should not have happened i i actually i agree now that i now that you mentioned that i completely forgot that that was an element to his character and actually yeah. i really do like that too i really wish it wasn't wasted on such a non-necessary right. i didn't mind the addition of the character as much um <clears throat> i think they oh, don't cry <clears throat> yeah i was i try i muted my mic so that the coughs weren't heard on the podcast but i guess i can't mute my voice so the coughs heard around the world. Right, so just bear with me, guys. So, <clears throat> uh, I didn't mind the addition of the, the character. Uh, I thought they didn't do him any justice with the writing. And the actor, Louis Tan, I don't know, that's fucked up. Um, but if, <clears throat> if they had written the character a little bit better, I think it could have actually come off very well. <clears throat> but a lot of the characters in the movie... They didn't write particularly well. The writing was very remedial. How old we were, what, fourth grade when the first movie came out? It's like a bunch of fourth graders wrote this movie. And there's some ridiculous-ass dialogue. There's some ridiculous dialogue in the movie. I started writing them down because it just kept getting more and more ridiculous. Uh, There's a scene where uh, Cole was fighting uh, Big Frida. Who's the one with the arms? Goro? Goro. Prince Goro? Yeah. Big Frida? He he looks like Big Frida. He looks like Big Frida. Um, And his daughter goes, Dad, use your uppercut. Um, And all I kept Mm -hmm. thinking during that scene was, put it out with your boot, Ted. Like, that's all I was... Don't tell me my business, devil woman! (laughs) Right, right. That's all I kept... I I think that was a big problem with this movie, too, is because the original Mortal Kombat movie was kind of tongue-in-cheek. Like they they knew that what they had was kind of silly, yeah, yeah. and that's why they had scenes like Johnny Cage saying, "This is the part where you fall down," or "Those were five hundred dollar glasses, asshole," like that kind of stuff. And in that movie too, they even had the moments with Shang Tsung where he's like, "Finish him," or he's like, "Flawless victory," like that kind of stuff. Right. They tried to do that in this movie too, 
and it just didn't fit that well because they weren't they they just kind of kept th- trying to throw things out like that like like at one point K- like when kano rips out like i'm guessing that was reptile when he rips out reptile's heart yeah, and then he turns around and he's, he's got it in his hand and he just goes fatality you fucking beauty like like when you just like they the way they tried to like shove that in there it just didn't work the yeah. same way that the original did in my opinion and it was can very- i go for it can I try and bring this full circle as someone who has not watched but remembered at the beginning of the podcast how you guys said, yeah, like in third, fourth grade, like we would have thought this vid- this movie was awesome. So do you think part of that writing and the reasoning, and now I have to watch it because I work with fourth graders to see if you're actually <laughs> right. But do you think part of that is because the standards aren't set super high? Like when you guys watched it, you enjoyed it, you were younger. Are you calling that out now because you're older? I My personal belief is that uh, I don't want to. There's something I want to say later on, and I don't want to step on it. So I guess to answer your question, I do believe that fourth graders will like this movie uh, because it does have some redeeming qualities. But I don't think it will be because of the writing. Yeah, I I personally think that, and and this is and maybe this is because of rose tinted glasses and nostalgia, whatever you want to say. But when I went back and saw the Mortal Kombat film, the original from like you know when i was a kid like when i saw it oh test your might ooh as as an as an adult i i still th- you know it's a dumb movie but i also still have fun with it and again maybe that has something to do with my nostalgia more than anything but with this movie i don't imagine myself going back to watch it and having the same amount of fun and i think maybe it's because i'm either over analyzing it or i don't have that level of nostalgia but i don't think that this movie is going to be fun for me again 5 years from now yeah and kevin hit the nail right on the head there uh, the movie takes itself, I feel like it takes itself way too seriously, and it doesn't lean in to those, this is this is a silly franchise, it expects you to suspend a large amount of disbelief, I, I think they should have leaned into that more, and I just think the moments where they actually leaned into it were few and far in between, and I don't think they knew what they were doing was ridiculous. Uh, there was a scene where I was watching where I bursted out laughing, and I'm curious to know if Evie knows what scene it was because it was so fucking ridiculous. Uh, is it the is it the one where um, Kung Lao is getting his soul sucked out and no. the what's the real speedy guy where he goes? Oh, sounds like he's getting sucked. <laughs> no, no, that's no. Cabal. No, that wasn't it. Oh, Cabal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting your soul snatched. Uh, I I always thought it happened a different way. Um. But that was interesting. Uh, no, it usually comes with a broken back. Is that what you're trying yeah, to? Tell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus we're, we're always on the same Please page. Help us. Me and Kevin, we're always on the same page. Uh, no, it's when Scorpion. That's the wrong book. When Scorpion came back at the end, and he said he comes back like out of nowhere, and he goes, "I have risen from hell to kill you." And it's like that's okay. a line, but that's a line <laughs> that's, from uh, that I didn't mind at all because that is an actual line that Scorpion has said on multiple occasions. Right, but it's I wish that they had. I guess what I'm saying is I laughed at that because it was hilarious, and I wish that they had leaned into that more in the movie. I, see. I think if yeah. if they hadn't taken themselves so seriously and leaned into into stuff like that, I think uh, the movie would have been a lot better than what it ultimately yeah be. when when i was watching this my first initial thought was trying to go into it the same way that i watched uh venom the the sony movie with tom hardy because when i first was went in to go to see the theaters to watch venom i was like all right i don't expect this movie to be good so you know at, at least hopefully it'll be fun and it was there was like a scene in the movie and i remember like we couldn't stop laughing when we watched it 
uh, where he like falls and says something. He's, like he almost breaks his arm. Says, "Ah, my arm! This is my this is my freaking arm!" It's, it's like and like Tom Hardy was just like chewing the scenery in that moment. Yeah. I remember laughing at that so hard. But that scene was made to laugh at, whereas the scene that Hufflepuff is talking about in this movie was not. I don't think it was really meant to make you laugh as much right. as make you go, "Oh shit's going down! Scorpions coming in! Here right. we go!" Kind of thing. Right. Well, exactly. and and that was they they leaned in hard in terms of scorpionisms like i have risen from hell to 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 defeat you or whatever and then the um the get over here right right right. that made me made me squee with joy when he said that sure 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 um so i guess this this plays well into my next question which is what did you guys like about the movie because i feel like it did have some very redeeming qualities at the beginning i didn't like it but by the end I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hold you guys. I kind of want another movie. It's yeah. the, the first one. This was not a good movie, but I would pay to see a second one. Um, so what did you guys like about it? So I, I personally think they did a good job in terms of a lot of the fighting. Um, you know how fantastical it was. I think Jimmy kind of hit it on the, the nail on the head earlier. when he was talking about Sub-Zero because I think Sub-Zero and Scorpion are two of the most important characters in this entire franchise because they're so iconic um it's really weird too for those who don't know the main reason why scorpion and sub-zero exist basically is because in the original mortal kombat they only had so much memory and so much data that they could put onto a cartridge so in order for them to make more characters they had to take the same character and just swap out colors and so that's actually how they eventually made out scorpion and sub-zero and then throughout the rest of mortal kombat any other ninja that you see they most likely started because of that character model for Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah, and, Rain. Yeah, that's the one I always think of. I have a question. Go for you, it. Jimmy. Yeah. Do you think that this franchise is strong enough to build another movie? I think, yes. I think yes. the movie, right. So, like, <clears throat> I think the franchise is strong enough. I think if they had done a better job with this movie, it would have been a guaranteed lock that yeah. there will be another movie. Um, yeah. I, after the movie was over... I do want to see another movie. Like, I, I can't say that I don't want to see another. I do want to see another one. Whether or not it happens, I think it's like 50-50 right now. Because this, it's not, like I said, it's not a good movie. Uh, but it does have some redeeming qualities. It kind of, like, make you want another movie. They also set it up to where the ending is, like, they could just keep doing these movies forever. Uh, so I, yeah. I think the, the original, and, like, Jimmy, you know, we talked about the original movie, and it's not great. But one of the things that the original movie does so well is it establishes the world of Mortal Kombat. Like, in that in that original movie, uh, which someone once compared it to uh, a Bruce Lee film, like, the way that it's set up and the way that everything happens in the movie, it's, um, it was, I think, what, what Bruce Lee movie was it? I think it was Enter the Dragon. Um, they compared, like, how those both function. But, like, in the original movie, when Chris Lambert shows up and says, you know, you Lambert. are Earth's chosen war, Lambert, excuse me. When, when he shows up and says, you are Earth's chosen warriors to fight in Mortal Kombat, a battle between Earth Realm and, and Nether Realm, and like, they, they, the way that they establish everything in that, and it's like, all right, cool, the rest of this movie is dedicated to this tournament. Because that's what Mortal Kombat is. It's supposed to be a tournament. But this movie does not do a great job of establishing that. I mean, this movie is just like, eh, no, there's no really tournament. It's just people suddenly right, showing up right. trying to take over. Uh, my, my opinion, though, about movies that are adapted into video games and just video games and in general they have an ending like 
does it really necessarily need to go on forever? So mm. Mortal Kombat, that's the whole thing about it. It doesn't have an ending. Exactly. Because, um, so the lore, right, says that one of the realms, if they win nine, no, ten consecutive Mortal Kombats, then they have the ability to take over a realm of their choice. And everyone wants Earth Realm, right? And so that's why Sha uh, Shao Kahn, no, yeah, that's Shao Kahn, um, he's won nine times at this point. So Raiden is like, okay, I need to step it up and and get all of these Earthlings into so this. What you're telling me is Mortal Kombat is going to become the new Fast Fast and Furious series. I wouldn't it say could, that, but it could, let's hope not. But, it, but I wouldn't say it's going to. I mean, when we finally have Vin Diesel show up as like I don't know Striker. Um, that's a deep cut for... But I'm just saying, who, you know, like, yeah. is it going to be like Mortal Kombat 30? I mean, they're at 13 for the, the game, so... I know, it's like... I will say this, if we get a sequel, uh, they, they will swag out too much. Uh, I need to get that, like, <laughs> trademarked or something. Like... There's going to be some ridiculous-ass cameos in a sequel of this. Like, DJ Khaled is going to be in that shit or something. It's going to be like, what the fuck is happening? He just jumps up and down. Right, right. Oh, my right. God. Can, can we start dreamcasting? Oh, my God. That Oh, that's that's an extra thing. Everyone, follow our Patreon that doesn't exist so you can find out about our casting of Mortal Kombat films starring right. famous people at the current moment. Right. Um. And so, I, uh, yeah, there, I like I said, 50-50 on whether or not there's going to be a sequel. But if they do, they're going to kick it up a notch. Jennifer Lawrence as Sindel. Right, if there's right. going to be a sequel, I, like a Cyrax. I, would, I would highly like it. I'll sign a petition to have Jackie Chan sure. jump on. Sure, sure. So, okay, so here's... So I have a little thought about that, right? So Raiden is is one of... He's not the older Elder Gods, but he's one of the gods, right? Mm -hmm. And he has a brother named Fuyin, who has like wind yes. and st storm based yes, powers? Yes, Queen. He's, yes, I, that's, yeah, that I, that role is for Jackie Chan, right? <laughs> and and he would do such a because Fuyin is kind of goofier than Raiden, like he, not goofy, but he's like he's like more fun loving or whatever. And that would be a great. I I actually have another character that Jackie Chan could play, could potentially play, and it's only because I've seen every like every. Jackie Chan movie I have a chance to see, I watch. I I um, th there is a character, I believe, in Deadly Alliance called Bo Raicho. Uh, and he is a drunken master. He has, like, the gourd and everything else. And and I immediately, like, if he doesn't play the wind god, then I could see him playing Bo Raicho with his yeah, gourd right. and, like, doing his drunken boxing kind of thing. He even, like, his, his character has, like, projectile vomit in that game, which is yep. a lot. But still, <laughs> in, in case we him. ever need another character for Jackie Chan, boom, there you go. Absolutely. Jackie Chan also so there's a point where Liu Kang and Raiden they're um when they defeat the time goddess I won't get into huge deep cuts here but they defeat a time goddess and neither one of them are strong enough separately to fix the timeline so they have to merge and they became Liu Kang the god of fire and lightning and he he's kind what? of like an older version of Liu Kang but Jackie Chan would be badass as that character sure 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 it's like a fucking mashup of yeah right it's exactly what it is um, so are we um are we still gonna try and talk about other video game movies just we so are. so there's a few okay. more things i want to hit before we, we move on to other video game movies uh things i liked about the movie 
uh, Kano as a whole, I liked his character. I thought he was the only character that they fleshed out completely. Everything about him fit. Uh, the actor fit. His writing fit. Uh, the way that they dressed him fit. Uh, everything was just spot on. He played the Han Solo role. Uh, Cole Young was supposed to be the Luke Skywalker, but it just didn't pan out that way. I don't know what the fuck that was. Like I said, I don't know what the fuck that was about. Um, other things I liked about it, the death scenes were Dylon straight hot fire. Uh, all of the death scenes were amazing. Uh, and I, yeah, that, that's what made me want a second movie was because the death scenes were so good and so creative that uh, I I would I would pay to watch five more movies of just death scenes. For well, and that's that's the point, right? Is that like with that they leaned into the video games, yeah. especially because yeah. that's the big thing with the Mortal Kombat X, which is Mortal Kombat Ten and Mortal Kombat, like all the newer games. The st- the fatalities have stepped up to like ridiculous levels of gore and yeah, like ridiculous yeah. level of violence. And this movie jumped into that full on, and I fully agree with you. Like the death scenes, the fatalities in it, spot on, perfect. Right. So next question, and this will be the last question uh, or last thing that topic for Mortal Kombat. Uh, best death scene. Which what was your favorite death scene in the movie? For me, it was the Kung Lao. I I thought yeah, uh, that that soul suck was pretty epic. Oh, okay, okay. See, no. I thought you were talking about his his fatality that he pulled, where he throws his hat down. Yeah, that well, was, that's always yeah, where. Yeah, that was my I favorite. mean, he saw he saws Natara Natar- in half, and right. that was pretty badass. I will agree, but the best, I think, the best death scene was uh, the soul suck, in my opinion. Getting his soul snatched. But yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one too. Yeah, yeah. damn. Kevin. Uh, for for me, it's it is the the thing that ended it all, and again, it's the iconic fight that you have in these movies. Um. Which good character design, although the the Sub Zero one initially looked a little weird to me, looked a little too busy, and so did Scorpion. But I see what they were trying yep. to go with. But the the Scorpion taking off his mask and spitting the hot fire, like that right. is that's such an iconic, like since the very first Mortal Kombat game where he takes off his his mask and he reveals his him just being like a, a demon burning skull thing and spits fire at people. Ah, oh, love it. So just to 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 paint to recap for you guys uh, these death scenes here. So <clears throat> Kung Lao. Uh, so what's her Na, Natalia? What is her name? Natara. Natara. She's flying. She she flies. Yeah. And she's flying toward Kung Lao. Uh, Kung Lao throws his hat down on the ground and it starts spinning like a buzz saw. Like a saw. Yeah. Right. Natara grabs him by the neck. And she starts, she's flying, and she starts pushing him along the ground. He flips her over and basically saws her whole body in half, uh, and that's how she dies. Uh, so that, that was pretty cool. Uh, I really enjoyed that. That definitely brought out the fourth grader in me. Uh, moving on to a larger discussion about vo- video game movies in general, uh, before we start listing specific movies in depth, what Time is, out though. Yeah, yeah. Time out though. I want to do this really quick. I'll go for it. So if you want Thank to you do man. that, if you want to do a sequel to this and Dreamcast the shit out of this, listen to this lineup. So Johnny Cage would be Chris Pratt. Okay, that that fits. Although I think Chris uh Johnny Cage in my mind, Chris Pratt's a little bit too he looks like he comes from this part of the country. Sure. Yeah. And Johnny he's, Cage. He's a little needs, too big for it. And Johnny, Kano. Uh huh. Kano would be Luke Evans. 
Who's that? Luke Evans. Is that the... He's the dude Yeah, he's a Will Shatner. He's the um, one that keeps coming out as gay and then going back in the closet. Ra- Ra- Raiden would be Jean-Claude Van Damme. See, okay, so let me stop you right there. I don't like them casting white actors as Asian characters. Um, it bothered me right. in the first film because I'm like, why is this white man Chinese? The TV show Kung Fu says hello. Scorpion. Right, exactly. Scorpion would be Jason Statham. Ooh. Get this one, Sonya Blade, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this is officially dead. Jimmy, just burn that that list. Uh, Sub Zero, Tom Hardy. Who is writing this list? A white boy, a southern Goro. white boy, sitting in his basement. Goro would be the mountain from Game of Thrones. You guys know who that is. I would yeah. say Batista, but you know that's me. Reptile would be Rami Malek. <laughs> I mean, that's not bad, but like, Bar- Baraka would be Vin Diesel. Okay. Does it have? <laughs> that one. That one's hilarious. Does it Jade? Have... Okay. Jade would be Zoe Zeldana. You could say yes. that. That's that. Pretty... That's the first yeah. one I agree with. Jax would be Michael B. Jordan. Okay. No, he's too not short. Quintero yeah. Kint- would be Dave Batista. Oh, I mean, he had to be in it somehow. That's why right? I said Goro. Yeah. <laughs> or Shao Kahn. Malik. Shao Kahn, Dwayne the Rock. No. <laughs> no. Does it have Henry Cavill as Molina? Um, no, no. Cabal would be Adam Driver. Motero would be Josh Brolin. The Night Wolf would be Jason Momoa. Shiva would be Rob <laughs> Rousey. What? Striker would be John yes. Cena. Right. <laughs> okay, this really is this really is a thirteen year old neckbeard in his mama's basement uh, saying, "Oh, I have a heart on for all these white men. Let's right. give them all the roles." And it's like it's right, and it's directed by Andy. Tom Hardy is Sub Zero. What is that? <clears throat> right, right. Yeah. So, so in response to this crappy casting, uh-huh. the the podcast cast is going to create their own right, that right. isn't shittily culturally appropriative, and it's going to be better casted. So right. stay tuned. So you get yeah. in the in the, in the cast some ground rules here. Uh, so if you guys come at us, all right. So you get two white people. That's Sonya Blade <laughs> and Johnny Cage. Those are your two white people. You get one, Correct. two, two black people. You get Jax and his daughter, uh, and then everyone else is Asian. Uh, and if you cast yes. somebody who is well, no, hold on, hold on. You got Cabal, who is who is Latina or Latino, and you got um, you got uh uh. Kano, who is Kano, as I said, Kano is also Australian. a white. Oh, yeah, a white. He is a white. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you if you cast someone out of race, you get one out of race cast person, and you better have a fucking good reason for it. If you just do it for the hell of it, out of here. The only out of race, like, um, I I don't count casting like. Uh, like a Middle Eastern person as one of the white characters, that doesn't bother me. But it's replacing one of the people of color at, with a white person. So you better, o- we better only replace like the like Goro. Like the, we're gonna use right. the voice of 
right. dead white person because Goro is right. an alien, basically. Le- right. LeVar Burton as Goro. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Real quick, if, if people out there, if you want to submit your cast right, right. that you would make for the next Mortal Kombat movie, submit your cast to us at welikewatchingpod at gmail.com. That's once again, welikewatchingpod at gmail.com. And we would love to read those off. So anybody who wants to submit one, please, please do. And we will actually read it in our next episode. Right, right. Also, LeVar Burton as Goro, that would actually go crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Disclaimer, available in all states. L had nothing to do with this whole entire conversation. So if Lies. you want right. wow. so, so what makes for a good video game movie to you guys? What, what Does it have Let's to Let's start be- with L. Yeah, yeah. How many video game movies have you seen ever? Um, okay, so I guess I lied. I might have saw one of those on the list in Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Oh, shit. And that's because I used to play that all the time on the Dreamcast in my grandma's basement. But did you watch the Angelina Jolie Laura Croft Tomb Raider or did you watch the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider? Because those are two very different things. I think it was. But, you know, again, it was like third, fourth grade me, just like, I don't, it's been a while. Um, Did you make a soundtrack to your video game movies? Yeah, I know. Wait, what? Yeah, your Tomb Raider soundtrack brought to you by L. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. My she students just, she just sings the names. <laughs> I'm literally, I am the worst. I would probably know more video games. Oh, Have you ever seen game movies? You've but... played Mario before, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Many times. A couple weeks ago, played it, and I literally lost to everyone on Mario Kart. What? But the point it... is... Um, so I really only seen that one. And then if we want to count Wreck-It Ralph, I started Pixels. I did not finish it. So, uh, so here, here's the thing about both of those. Cause I, I will, I will give it to you that those kind of count in one sense as they feature video game characters, but thank you, Kevin. <laughs> they are not necessarily based off of a video game storyline. And that's okay. where your confusion kind of jumps in. And I understand why you are confused by that. Well, well this is a, Jimmy and I were going over this at the bar yesterday, and we came up with, you know, he's pulling up this list. Like, they, they said the Pikachu movie also counts and things like oh, just random. There, it, there is a Detective Pikachu game. No, I'm aware. I'm aware. There really so, is. do I get style points, I guess, for just choosing ones? That- but I mean, yeah. the, guys, how good are these, these – all these other video game movies that I see are trash. They so, are so, generally like, trash. Prince of yeah. Persia, Jake Gyllenhaal. So, oh joy, can 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 I jump into my thing about video games? Because I want to parallel that with a very specific genre of movie as well, and that would be comic book movies. I am Mm. very fascinated by this because I looked into the history of this, and I won't take up too much time, but I just want some you guys to kind of consider a lot of things. So, ninety was it ninety two? I think ninety three maybe is when the Super Mario yeah ninety three May twenty eighth is when the Super Mario Brothers movie came out, which is considered to be one of the first movies based off of video game featuring john leguizamo bob hoskins dennis hopper what a cast and it was the weirdest thing that i've ever seen um i love it i love I it i love it so too bad. i love it too but it's so strange because it has it doesn't really follow anything that has to do with the games it, it follows mario mario and luigi mario which they establish in the movie that the mario brothers last name is mario and that's the weirdest thing ever but right. around that same time a couple years just before that 1990 the original Captain America movie came out. 
a lot of people that I know have never seen the 1990 version of Captain America, and it is horrendous. I mean, it sounds it bad. Yeah. Awful. But around that same time, there was also a Punisher movie that came out with Dolph Lundgren. There was a uh, Fantastic Four movie that I don't think actually ever technically came out, but people have seen clips of it, and it, it looks it looks like they made the special effects in somebody's basement. Like it's it's just so bad, and it's interesting to me because video game movies and comic book movies kind of share this similar history in the sense of when they started going, when people started making them, and how little by little by little they started making more and more of each genre. And it's interesting to me because it feels like to me that the comic book movies were always handled with care and consideration, especially once Blade came around, because I'm going to go ahead and say that Blade is kind of the, the movie that changed a lot of the landscape for comic book movies. Um, that movie, once that came around and they started treating all these things with even more and more respect, they kind of never really did that with a lot of video game movies. Um, and, and I think that kind of started with the Super Mario Brothers movie because the Super Mario Brothers movie was very different from the Mario games. It features a weird, like, dystopian, like, normalized world featuring weird raptor people and fungus growing everywhere that just happens to be the king of the Mushroom Kingdom which is still like a weird, like actual human city thing. And the Mario brothers have magic or not mad, like high powered boots allow them to jump and they shoot flamethrowers as their fireball. It just, it didn't have anything really to do with the games. Whereas the comic book movies stay very faithful to the actual comic books while changing the little things here and there to kind of get the rest of the people who don't read the comic books to kind of jump in. Mm -hmm. So I would say to answer your question a little bit, Hufflepuff earlier of what you said, haha, look at me bringing it back around. Oh shit. Is, is that one of my things that I appreciate better in a video game movie is when they kind of try to stick with the actual theme, the universe, the storyline, or whatever of the video games that it comes from. Um, I think that sometimes when they take little liberties, it actually kind of breaks everything in its own sense. And one of the ones that I will say that did that really badly is Assassin's Creed. Because no matter how much you shove very handsome and sexy... Michael Fassbender into my face doing ninja moves and, and assassinating people in a land before, you know, this one. They took the idea of what made the video game interesting, which was jumping into the memories of your ancestor, and they, like, bastardized it even more. So, like, instead of laying down on it on an animus, for those of you who don't know, Assassin's Creed is basically a game story about two warring factions, the Assassins and the Templars, and how one gentleman from the future is used to check his genetic code to see his ancestors and how they hid a magical piece of Eden, which is a kind of a big old alien MacGuffin to save or break the, the, the world, that kind of thing. And so in the games, he lays down on the Animus. They go into his history. They see his genealogy of Altair, who's one of the original assassins. And, you know, they learn all these things. In the Assassin's Creed movie... It's about Michael Fassbender, who's kind of a different one, but they keep showing him as an ancient Middle Eastern man, which is a little confusing, considering that Michael Fassbender is very, very far Not. removed from yeah. an ancient Middle Eastern man. And also in the, the movie, for whatever reason, he's attached to not a, a bed-like thing that the Animus is, but to some weird puppetry arm thing that holds on to him. So he jumps around and does all the things, and he flies, and he does this and that, and it just... What the hell was that? Like, what, what, is, what is that? So, for me, as someone who's just too nerdy about video games and loves them too much, I like it when they stick to the script. I'm the complete opposite. Uh, and it's not because... It's largely because I think the more they try to stick to the script, 
the more they're just going to piss people off. <laughs> um, and I, I would rather them just reimagine the, the take elements from the video game and kind of reimagine it and, and go from there. So then that way they don't have to worry about pissing people off because they're, they're saying, hey, we weren't trying to remake this game shot for shot. Uh, we were just trying to kind of remix, remix the situation. Kind don't of, you think that it will piss people off too because they're taking this storyline, this thing that they liked and they're not keeping it faithful? No, no, no. Just, just not, a question more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Not. I don't think it's that isn't a, a problem if you say it. And the example that I, po- that I point to is a comic book show, uh, the recent Watchmen that came on HBO they came out and said that this wasn't going to be a we're, we're not going to stick very closely to the source material. We're going to kind of remix it. And I think it turned out very well. And no, I think they stuck sequel. pretty close to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. It's, it, it's a direct they, sequel. It, They're and, not and it actually, it at all. It's, it doesn't even follow the movie. It follows the actual graphic novel. And there's right. a very, very big difference between the graphic novel and the original movie. Damon Lindelof came out and said that they were. It, it's a remix. It's not necessarily. That's like. That's but, what but, he it, said. but it Honest, follows all those elements of the original uh, graphic novel story. Right. Like all the only remix is that they didn't use same actors, and it's a sequel line of like for the story, because the stuff that happens in the TV show, nothing of that happens in the graphic novel, but everything that happens in the TV show follows what happens in the graphic novel if that makes sense sure i guess my um, point so i don't is... know i mean he was pr- probably trying to distance himself from the movie maybe which i get to a certain extent but that that you know well again the movie has a very very big difference between the ending right. of that and the graphic novel so the the point is i i would rather see them try something different uh largely because a lot of these video games don't have the amount of source material that comics that comic books have comic books have multiple editions and there's a lot to draw on uh and at the time that the mario game had come out uh there there was just wasn't enough source material to really make a whole movie from so they kind of had to that's that's pretty valid um yeah just like for me i don't want them to recreate the game story mm-hmm. but i want to take the i want filmmakers to take the lore and the universe that's been established and build on it if they're going to make a movie like it's fine and all if you want to take certain little adjustments to move the story the the grand story along but i don't want you to remake the video game that already has good i mean i am a gamer who loves the story element i know other people are not and don't give two shits or pay attention to it yes um but L, you don't give two shits about video games, period. So it, d- it doesn't really apply to you. Um, but like, I want them to, you know, build on it. And then if a game comes out after that, I want that game to continue to build on it. Like, I, sure. I, I sometimes the the disparate storytelling and the interpretations get a little ugly. And I think that's kind of what you both were talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, go I am excited to see. Um, one of the games, one of the video game movies that's coming out here soon, um, Drake's Uncharted. Oh, shit. Uh, can we talk, is it Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake? Yeah. Can we talk about how much of it is? Yes, and that, that movie has such a sordid history. 
is it it's such a missed opportunity that they waited this long and didn't get Nathan Fillion to play Nathan Drake? I mean, a lot of people have said that. So That's if you want to see that, you can actually see the short film that he made. But it's um, not it's not the same. With, with where I think it's like, no, 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 I know, I know. And that's the thing, is that, that the history behind uh, the Uncharted game, or the Uncharted movie, has been going on for like seven, eight years now, I think. that They've been through so many things. At one point, they had Mark Wahlberg set to play Nathan Drake, which everyone's like, why would you Ooh, do that? Right, yeah. But I believe now, Mark Wahlberg's also in the movie, and he's playing Sully, which I'm very curious about. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Uncharted fan. I know I know Uncharted has its problems, but I, I love the games. They were always fun for me, and it was one of those things that you just kind of have okay. to... That was the first game I played on my PS4. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. I love that. It was it was awesome. Right? Love it. Um there's a game so and the Avatar game is supposed to be releasing next year, I believe. Uh would you guys count that as a video game movie? No, I count that as a, a movie uh, video game. A movie video game. <laughs> okay. Which is different. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. What about so? There's also yeah. it's uh, like it's like the the Lego Movie video game is a movie video game, not the other way around. So, video game. There's also uh, the Division franchise is also making a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and I believe Jessica Chastain. Um. But what people don't know is that the division game is based on a book series by Tom Clancy. So would you would you call that a video game movie? Would you call it uh Yes. Cuz the mo- why? Well, is the movie is the movie based on the video game? Yeah. Or is it directly sourced from the book? I mean the the No, 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 no. Is it is it going to be based off of the video game? My understanding is that it's based off of the video game because the okay. that's the, it okay. that's it the video game being based off a book I don't think changes it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, it just a lot of these movies end up being crap because the source material just isn't there. Yeah. Um, are there any favorites that you guys want want to touch on before we blow out of here for the week? Well, one one thing I did want to say is that I'm looking forward to uh, a particular movie that was supposed to come out last summer called Free Guy. And Free Guy is made by Ryan Reynolds and stars him as well. And it's about a, a person who finds himself actually in a video game. He doesn't realize it, but he's an NPC, which stands for non-playable character. And so in the trailers that you see for it, first of all, it features Mariah Carey uh, music constantly throughout, which is pretty great. Yeah, L, I will send a, I will send a trailer to the crew after this so you can check it out but basically it's about an npc who realizes suddenly that he is in a video game and i'm very curious to see how they do this because it it doesn't as far as i've seen feature any actual references to real life video games but it does reference um hufflepuff like probably one of your more favorite genres where it seems like they're in some kind of mmo rpg or something like that they're in an online game because and it's very fascinating to me because at certain points like, the character sees nothing weird about the world. He just knows that every day the bank that he works at gets robbed and people go nuts. And he still wakes up the next day, puts on the same shirt, does the same thing over and over and over again, as an NPC does. And then one day he suddenly decides to change that and he finds, like, a pair of shades that he can put on that suddenly changes the world and shows it as a video game where he can actually pick up health off the ground. He can see, like, you know, different HUD kind of things as you do in video games. Uh, this was supposed to come out last year. 
but it's coming out, I believe, this summer or the beginning of this fall. And I'm very excited to see how well that does and how well it interprets video games themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. I wanted, I, it was supposed to come out last year, and I really wanted to see it. And we got to wait a little bit longer. But So I wouldn't say it was a good movie, but I didn't turn it off when I watched it. Sonic the Hedgehog. It, what? Did, it was good. The, 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 the recent it. one? Yes. That shit I thought is, Jim Carrey did a great the job. Only one? Villain. I just That shit was straight fire. I thought it was cool. I thought yeah. they did a really cool spin on bringing like the modern time kind of feel to it too. Yeah. But here we go. That that's that's something we could talk about right now because for anyone who doesn't know about the controversy that happened with the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is the first time that they made the film they put out the put out the trailer for it and everyone saw the look of Sonic the Hedgehog and said what the hell right they thought it what was, is what is that they thought it was little Wayne basically right and so uh so like you know they had this whole big issue with True. it and the fans like lost their minds and then finally they, they were like fine so they went back and they edited the movie and they changed the look of Sonic the Hedgehog right. so that he would actually look more like the iconic character. Right. And, and not a high black man from Louisiana. Continue. <laughs> Young Moolah baby. Right, right. Um right. so one one of the things that I heard once out here was that supposedly they did that on purpose. The the rumor was that, that they they had did they purposely screwed up the look of Sonic the Hedgehog uh-huh. so that people would start talking about it and get really pissed off. And really grumpy. So that way, when they went back and changed it, there would be more people who would go see it in theaters. That was a rumor. Not necessarily I mean, that's, true. That's a good a marketing ploy. Right. It's a great marketing ploy. Uh, I would believe that if the delay was like six months, but they delayed the movie like two years. Uh, and that's just, that to me, that's just too fucking long. Uh, now I'm just thinking about the tweet that Lil Wayne read about himself. That Lil Wayne looks like a crab apple. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if they don't have him in the second movie, somebody's fucking up bad. If they don't have Lil Wayne in the second Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which I think is supposed to come out next year. I thought Lil Wayne was still hospitalized. Uh, no. For what? Oh. He was in the hospital for a long time. He and wasn't. I thought he was still he had like uh, uh, he had like um uh congestive heart failure or something. Uh, I thought that was a long ass time ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. Um okay. Uh any others? Any others that we wanna shout out? Um so L L kinda talked about Tomb Raider earlier, and I really do think that the original Angelina Jolie movies were kind of like a big deal. Like they like when they came out, like people like lost their minds with them and I always still appreciate them especially because they randomly feature like very handsome men who would later on go to be much bigger deals like gerard butler and daniel craig do you think those movies were a big deal because of laura croft uh can we uh i'm gonna mini rant here guys kind of try please keep me in check uh playing tomb raider on the playstation one is borderline criminal uh and the things that they expected us to do and see with on uh 720p yeah yeah kids there was a time before hd television uh and there was also a time when games were 30 frames per second uh and if you're a playstation user games still are 30 frames per second and you you couldn't see shit and so in the game right they would expect you to see these little bumps in the wall and it's like my tv resolution isn't high enough to see this shit anyway Mm -hmm. um 
You're, you're basically looking at like five pixels on the screen. They're right. like, look at this. And I'm like, look at what? What right. the hell are you talking right. about? You're supposed to push this thing. It's like, I can't fucking see it. Um, but do you think those those movies were a big deal because of Laura Croft? Or do you think those movies were a big deal because of Angelina Jolie and who she was at the time? Both. I'm going to say both. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think For different Angelina crowds, Jolie I think was, it's both. Because yeah. okay. uh, Laura Croft was such a big deal that she was featured in Playboy. She's not even like a real human being, but like right, they right, literally right. featured a woman who was supposed to be Lara Croft in Playboy. Not that I've ever re- like looked at Playboy. I read it for the articles, but you okay. know, if like from yeah. fr- from what I heard online, I mean, they, so they looking at it. <laughs> they went to an article only format a while ago, so uh, if you're reading it now, you are reading it for the articles. Well, there you go. No uh, more pictures, but, right, right? But my my point with that is that she was rolling this way. She uh, like she had this big moment in like video games because it's it very yeah. similar to Mortal Kombat. Like it was a big controversial thing. This woman with, you know, like short shorts and and large pixelated features became sure. like such a big thing. And and like I remember as a kid, like people being like freaked out about it and talking about you know like oh my god, Laura Croft, like blah blah blah, like such a big. It was such a big deal because it was kind of this transition from Super Mario to more adult style right. I don't find Angelina Jolie attractive at all. I have a guest with a 30 second interjection. Jimmy, like Jimmy, people, Jimmy just I confirmed like, he's blind. I feel like Angelina Jolie just smells. <laughs> so, I've been listening and I just have an outsider three comments. One, Angel, Angelina Jolie, like she's cute. She's trash. She's a homewrecker. And she used to wear what's his name's blood around her neck. So she sucks. Goodbye. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. All true. All true. Oh, that is uh, all true. Did you guys ever see Lil Wayne reads the mean tweet? And it was like, Lil Wayne looked like a crab apple. And then he's like, I don't know what a crab apple is. So fuck out, y'all. Was another thing. And then on Playboy, if you guys want to have me as a guest, I can give you a full rundown of the Holly Madison um, episode of I learned a lot about Playboy. Um, sorry, rest in peace, major creep. And um, there's just like a lot to unpack there. So you guys, yeah, you're yeah. I, I have I have Let's a follow up question. What Let's... the fuck is? Is an amazing podcast um, about how you know why, we don't need to call men daddy. Like I'm daddy, you call me daddy, and it's very much like female power. It's okay to talk about sex, but anyways, they had on Holly Madison. You should listen to it. Crazy episode. Oh, let's do it. Can we have an episode where we re-listen to and then discuss it? I don't let's, know. I think that's for another podcast. Let's, let's, but let, I'm definitely, hey, call me after uh, uh, guest person. Yes. And we, and we can talk about it. Come over. We can talk all about it. Okay. Right. Elle's wife. So I have yeah. a comment about that. this, though. What do you guys not think a creepy guy? He invented Playboy. Of course, he's a creep. Um. So I've, I, Evie knows this. I don't know if anybody else knows this. One of my hobbies is watching interviews of people from like a long ass time ago and kind of trying to figure out if they're good people or not. And I, I've watched many a Hef, Hugh Hefner interview. I don't think he's a bad person. I think what he, the way that he viewed the women that posed for his magazine, I think he viewed it as a very transactional thing. And he thought of it as, okay, I'm paying them. They're free to do whatever they want. 
They can post from a magazine. They cannot post from a magazine, but this is what I'm offering. And if you accept it, then you accept it as is, right? Um, I think there's a there's a famous clip of him on the on the Dick Cavett show where he debates this feminist woman, um, where she, the feminist woman is basically saying, uh, "Your magazine is bad for women, and it's it's making people view them. Uh, it's making women." Uh, view themselves negatively and it's making people objectify women and he's like basically i'm giving women an opportunity to express their sexuality freely uh and and i just my personal belief having watched a number of his interviews is that i don't think he's a bad dude um i think he just was way ahead of his time honestly i think that's for another podcast yeah yeah, yeah. i really do because i, 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 I would, and i agree with you some other comments about that yeah 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 um there is a hugh hefner game we could certainly discuss that (laughs) so next week wasn't it just called playboy mansion or whatever (laughs) that would be some creepy ass shit (laughs) i i I play Um, play articles so (laughs) next week's episode uh we have a special episode that we're bringing to you guys that we're really excited for we hope that you guys gobble it up and that you're excited for it as well we are going to be breaking down reba mcintyre's 1993 music video does he love you with linda davis uh this is one of evie's favorite videos uh he watched it on crook and chase did i get that right yes um and we just we want to break it down because it's a very interesting video uh for all our country music fans out there and really all of our fans of music who doesn't love reba mcintyre we hope that you listen in um and and we've got is it is it bad that my favorite part of Reba McIntyre is not her music, but her appearance in Little Rascals. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, and nothing I'm wrong with that, buddy. Nothing wrong with that. And I honestly, I think on the episode next week, we're going to touch on some of her acting chops because her show wasn't half bad either. So, oh, uh, no. I wrote our planet in the past. Yeah, right, we right. can't. Uh, it, was, right. it was fine. It was fine. Right, right. So, it wasn't, I don't think it was fire, and I also didn't think it was bad. Right, right. So, next week, we're excited to bring that to you guys. Uh, we hope you listen in. Uh, this has been We Like Watching, and we will see you next week. Bye. Crab apple. Bye. Bye, friends.